Okay, that's how it works. Uh, so hello and welcome to another episode of Loose Cannon. Sorry for the delay. Uh, we had an issue uh, this morning. And I needed to restart my computer. Happens. And restarting my computer needs means I need to turn off monitor lights that come on, which I really hate, but... Either way, either way. Hello, welcome, we're back. We're... God, I, I don't know what the hell is happening. I'm just getting a bunch of notifications now. Um, <clears throat> It's been a while. Our last episode was, um like, the week before Christmas, I think. So, uh... Yeah, it was on the 18th of December, so then we, we didn't we didn't have a show uh, last week, so we bumped it up to today. Or however the hell it worked out, it doesn't matter. Um, and we are now in uh, week five of, of Season of the Seraph, which has been a, a very good season. But uh, how have things uh, been with you, Rhino? Good. Been, you know, getting prepped for the new year. A lot of people wanting to go back to grind and yeah we'll swing and happen and everything. yeah i've been i've been playing quite a bit more actually this season uh than i normally have i don't remember last last episode did we get the chance to talk about operation seraph shield no we didn't actually okay because i'm I, I that's i love that activity it's 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 a really great activity even on legend because there's no like um timer and yeah. there's, no, there's very few instances where if you die, it actually matters. I think there's only two, and that's on its two boss fights. It, it's just like, it's very just uh, a, a chill experience. Yeah, my wife and I, we went through it blind. Yeah, same. Yeah, so it was, uh, it was crazy. She got us through. I was just lost. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good one because I felt like, I felt like it catered a little bit more to just like an, like not just hard. This time around, as far as exotic missions go, I think this more friendly. It still had its, it still had its moments that were complicated, but Mm -hmm. like it wasn't just insane, crazy jumping puzzles, even with that whole out in outer space area. Yeah. And um, like the mechanics were somewhat, more straightforward to yeah yeah absolutely i mean it, it used um the mechanics from uh deep stone crypt yeah the hardest part i will say going in blind was you know the room with the stupid uh floor that you had to follow yeah <laughs> we yeah, people really struggled we, on that we were hitting our head against the wall for a while until i finally was just like all right, I'm just going to take a picture of this with my phone <laughs> and try to walk through it. Yeah. So I ended um, up doing that because I wanted to see what it was like just doing it blind, not looking at anything. We got it. Yeah. So when I on my first uh, on my first playthrough of that, I took a picture immediately. I saw what I saw the path, <laughs> and I was like, "All right, I'm taking a picture." Like I I understand what you're telling me to do. I'm not sitting here trying to memorize the layout if it yeah. changed because i was expecting it to not be a static layout i was expecting it to like change, change every time yeah, yeah every time and i was like nope not doing it to myself i'm just taking a picture and it hasn't changed um what did what does change is the uh second level the terminals and that's where i've seen people get really confused 
where they're just like, I, I don't understand like, um, how, how to do these terminals, like how, how to, they like overcomplicate it. Cause it's, it's yeah, three groupings of three yeah. terminals. So I go, yeah. if it's the first one, I go one, if it's the third right. one, three, and then if it's the first one again, one. So I just go one, three, one. And I just, so, do the so path. I noted, so I noticed, uh, after, cause that was, that was, that was frustrating. Not no, like you would go, okay, well, crap, we got to get the, we got to get scanned so we can go through this yeah. room. And then I, for some reason, I kept making everything uh, complicated. Yeah. Did it need to be? So I was like, oh, well, I guess we need to go all the way back like four rooms ago <laughs> and get in. <laughs> but I was oh. too stupid to realize that, oh, wait, if you go through this vent in the next room, there will be the skin. Yeah. But yeah, it took a, it took a it could, took a uh, a while for us to understand. I mean, my wife she's very good at like just going headstrong into everything and just rushing into anything that moves and yeah, Titan that says anything. So so <laughs> it, it was it was broken up um, into like segments where it's like first you learn how to use scanner and they teach you how to use scanner and then they yeah. teach you how to use operator and then they teach you how to use um, suppressor and so they had like a few increasing difficulty challenges. And so the first scanner room, it's just a single room with three terminals that are just boom, boom, boom. And that's it. You, you kill, you kill the scanner, you pick it up, you get it, you, you go up into space. Um, and then the second one's a little more complicated. And I think that was when you were mentioning, because it was like, you see the scanner through a window and it's, or you see yep. the next terminal through a window and it's like, how do I get there? And it's like, Oh, you have to go through this vent. And it's like, okay, a little more complicated. But the third one, I got stuck on for like 15 minutes because yeah. the third one, you get your first scanner terminal grouping and or your first terminal <clears throat> and then some shanks spawn above a door and there's another vent. So you go through the vent and you find yourself in like a hallway with the lasers. So you have to like wait through the way uh, lasers and then you hit the second terminal and then the third terminal is through a window and it's in a room, but I didn't deposit my scanner buff. I just was like, how do I enter this room? And I right. I ran really hard into that door to the room, even though it was closed. <laughs> I just like really was just like, maybe if I just like hold up, I will the door will magically understand what it's supposed to do and it'll let me in here so I can go get that third scanner. And what actually happened is it took my scanner away despite the fact that I hadn't deposited it. So the door was still locked and I was like, what am I doing wrong? And I was like, I don't understand what I'm doing wrong. And so I had to wait. I had to wait for the scanner uh, enemy to respawn, to pick up a, a second scanner buff, deposit it, open the door, realize what I did wrong again, because then, then you have to memorize the terminal, come back out pick up another scanner, see which one it is, and then go and, and do that one. So that one, that one stuck me for a minute. Uh, the boss fights were, um, the, the boss fights were good fights too. Yeah. I'd say the most memorable parts were just being in outer space. That was yeah. cool. And then descending down onto those skinny little spurs that stick out of the, the orbiting satellite just mm -hmm. trying to land perfectly as you're falling that was that was pretty memorable 
Did, and you, then of did course you go the, explore underneath or did you just go straight to where you're supposed to go? Uh, we went straight to everything. <laughs> I don't think we, I mean, unless we were just lost, we didn't really do it. Yeah. Cause, cause like that's, that's like another section from the deep zone crypt raid where you start underneath and you kind of work your way out and out around and up. And so uh, on this, you're kind of starting on the out and then you can actually work your way down and head all the way back to a similar door that you come out of in the deep stone crypt. There's no point to it. It's just there. It's just a huge amount of space. That's just there. It's like, hi, we left this here to make you wonder. And I mean, I was, I was like, I don't know if there's anything down here, but I'm going to find out. Interesting. I like the weapon that came from it. It was a good weapon. Revision zero. Yeah. Yeah. I don't use it a ton. Have you gotten the drones? uh, I haven't I haven't gone back and gotten the drones yet. I need Because to do it legit you needed this week and last week. You needed to specifically pick the two upgrades that let you open the doors and go through the lasers without hurting yourself. And going through the lasers without hurting yourself is absolutely the priority yeah. pick because I didn't one. pick that one first. I wish I did. Yeah. My wife was like, No, we're getting the late because she dies on those lasers. But um yeah, since we've gotten it now, doing the heist battlegrounds is so much easier. Yeah. Without... <laughs> She's just like, don't forget this, I'm running through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, me, I'm trying to like hang back and do everything, you know, in a coordinated way and efficient and trying to be all smart about it. And she's yeah. just like, brah. Yeah, I have to, um, I, I picked the doors uh, upgrade first because I didn't realize that there would be drones behind uh, behind lasers. And I was like, I want to get all the drones done. So, like, I picked the door upgrade. I, I went around the system. I got all the, the drones. And then I went to the Seraph station. And I was like, how did I miss drones? I went to every door. And then I looked it up. And it was like, oh, no, you, you missed quite a few. And I was like, god damn it. Like, I didn't, I didn't realize I needed the second upgrade. Well, um... So then you've got so you got the upgrade to the weapon. Uh, I have the first one. I was playing the second one today, where you have to do it on legend, and I got to the first suppressor buff, and um, I got distracted by something. I, I stood still for like ten minutes or so, and then I got error coded out of out of the mission. Oh, There's no checkpoints. Man. Like if there was a checkpoint after the first boss, and oh. if you got to the second boss, that's all I need. I don't need every little room yeah. to have its own. Dude, now you mentioned that I forgot about that. That did that happened. Okay, so yeah, there was a there was a pan, there was a panic moment in when we were doing the original mission. I got kicked to orbit. Ooh. And uh like completely out of the like everything shut. And down. you can't go back in. They lock you oh, out. Oh no. No, no. I got to go back in. I just joined oh, my okay. wife who was still in there. I was like, just stay there. <laughs> and so I joined back in and got to finish the quest. Huh. But that's the first one. The first one I'm talking. So, about. so from what I from what I understood at least, maybe maybe I I, I misunderstood uh, one of my clanmates talking about it. If you are not joining in, you can't join in part way. Maybe that's true, but I got to join back in because, yeah, because we started you were the mission originally. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was no, there was no problem getting back in. It just obviously took a while because I had to you know, restart everything. But yeah, I was, Oh man, it was a panic moment. Cause after hitting yourself against all those yeah. walls and then getting into space and you're like, okay, we, I know we're around the end finally. Yeah. And then all of a sudden like, I'm you like, know you're coming to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's frustrating. So I could imagine if you're like soloing it in that, 
that happens. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. It's not that it's hard. It's not it's not that I'm like I'm in here and it's a really difficult challenge. Like it's a little bit of a challenge, but it's like very it's very casual friendly of just like just take yeah. your time, you'll get it done, don't rush, you know, just you know, bit by bit and you'll you'll handle it. But it's it's the fact that it's like, okay, I'm in, I'm I, I put in like thirty minutes into this. Exactly. And now I have to do it again. And exactly. I, it it sucks. I'm gonna do it again. Probably not today. I'm I'm a little peeved about it still. <laughs> yeah. But I'll probably do it tomorrow before a reset. So uh I've been I've been doing it exclusively solo though. Um you've done it with your wife. Uh the other thing I'm seeing about this mission be talked about is the damage scaling per teammates because so if if people aren't aware, if you go in with three people, it the enemies Harder. have more health. They they, they are wow. harder to kill. Okay. So, have you noticed that? Are you like feeling like you're very I, weak in there? Uh, well, we, first of all, we were already kind of weak because we were at level. Like we, mm-hmm. <laughs> this time around, we were like, okay, we're not going in. We're at level at least, right? You know, because yeah. before we, every time we've done stuff before, we've always been like four or five under. Mm-hmm. And uh, this time, I was like, no, nope, I'm not even messing with it until we're at level at least. So we went in there, and even. At power level, uh, the first, not the first part, but right around the middle, mm-hmm. it got, it got hard. Like just the enemies were, yeah. you could still smash for the most part. You could smash everything. I ended up just switching for a moment, just switching to the, to the, uh, the bow, uh, the, you know, the bow that cabal bow, whatever it's called. I forget. Now. Uh, Leviathan's uh, breath. Yes. No, no, no. The other one, the one where we got it from the battlegrounds season oh that, oh the legendary cabal bow. yeah no, no no the exotic one that makes everything explode when you shoot things oh yeah you're right tiku's is a is a cabal yes, bow, tiku's. okay so tiku's i ended up fun. switching yeah so i ended up switching to tiku's because the onslaught of enemies that kept killing me was getting frustrating and mm-hmm. i was sick of not being able to manage the the ads that were flooding the rooms uh, in the middle only and it was only mm-hmm. because i was so weak and I did this when we did our first Heist Battlegrounds too, because I was like, oh my god, there's way too many. And so anyway, I started cheating, basically using Tika's bow to just you know prime everything. So that way, when one of us would get a kill, they would just start blowing up everywhere. Yeah. That helped a lot. And then that didn't work anymore, so I switched back. But in the middle, with two people mm-hmm. being at level, uh, it was it was pretty difficult. And yeah. I kind of thought that too. I was like, "Yeah, this is probably that." Yeah, buffs everything. Damage scaling's a bitch. It, it yeah. really is. Yeah, Monster Hunter is another game that does um, team-based damage scaling. And if I remember correctly, with Monster Hunter, because they can have teams of four on a hunt, in Monster Hunter, once you have two, or it's like there's there's the levels are one person, two people, and then three or four people. So if you have a third person but not a fourth person, you are just at a you are like at the mercy of the monster wow. because like it's <laughs> it's just inflated so higher. Yeah. And I have a I have a buddy who plays and he plays with his his two slash sometimes three uh, other friends and he'll he'll talk about a monster and he's like oh I had such a hard time killing that and I'm like they're so fucking easy man just play by yourself <laughs> just play by just yourself play by you're yourself. doing it to yourself yeah. man it's oh uh, that's funny. 
Yeah, Heist Battlegrounds. Uh, I really enjoy Heist Battlegrounds. The biggest issue with Heist Battlegrounds is um, just the, the insane. Yeah, just the <laughs> insane amount of ads that come at you, which are fine in any normal circumstance, but that mm-hmm. one champion that comes in the room at the same time. And you know, listen, there are challenges in the Heist Battlegrounds, like kill this guy before he gets to the terminal, or kill yeah. this guy before he stops the your ghost or interrupts. Yeah, so we we always are like focused, you know. Here he comes, boom, dead. Yeah, there's that one highest battlegrounds where the stupid scorn captain, you know, goes across the floor and is either black dark ether miss. You can't shoot him as soon as yeah. he has out the door. He makes it all the way to your ghost, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I, I get I get so frustrated because we're at the door with rockets or whatever. And you go to get at the door, but here's that champion in the room, yeah. you know, eyeballing you to death before you can kill him. So, you know, that being said, I love the chaotic mess of all the enemies everywhere, but I hate the champions being in there with them. It just, there's got to be a stagger or something. Champion, then flood. The champion, then flood. Not everything all at once. Yeah, champions Champions are another um, another <coughs> point that people are kind of like upset about this season. And I, I mean, I kind of agree. I, I I understand where you're coming from. I'm sick of champions this season. It kind of works out because my three favorite weapons are Arbalest, Wither Horde and an SMG. So right there I have anti-barrier unstoppable and overload. Sorry about flipping you off. Um, (laughs) So like, Whenever there's an activity, and I prefer Wither Horde over Arbalest most times, but so whenever there's an activity where it's like unstop and overload, I'm like, I'm fucking ready for this. Like, I, (laughs) you got, you got the guy you need. Like, don't worry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking stun everything. But the second it's like unstop and anti barrier, I'm like, ugh. I I don't have I don't have the ability to equip both of them. Not only are they both exotic, they're in the same. That's the other thing. That's the other thing that's annoying is, um, okay, so you get the challenges, you unlock the the robot parts that allow you to do heist a little bit easier, better. Yeah, you have to get you have to get um, your artifact upgraded enough so that you can get the stupid mods that you can put on the guns that you'd rather use, and then on top of that, you can only get one or two at a time, so you have to really depend on your other fire team to have the other yeah. one. So that puts you at a disadvantage because maybe not everybody wants to. And then the third thing that really sucks is, you know, there's there's the exotic mission with Revision Zero that's going to no definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely going to give you the thing that you the other things you know a little bit easier. And so what are you stuck doing? You're like. I'm stuck making everything really hard because for this period of time, this first week, everything's just insanely difficult to do yep. because you've got to juggle all of these different activities and try to micromanage your life so that you're not spending an exorbitant amount of time doing one activity that doesn't pay off. Like Crucible, for what it is, I, w- I was just like, okay, we're at the point where we need to level up. Let's just go play Crucible. So we play mm-hmm. Crucible. I mean, we were like, boom, 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 and got rows. And I was like, hell yeah, let's go. We're yeah, at, I'm, I'm sure we're at level. <laughs> so I can't yeah. do that. And I'm not even good. I'm not even good at Crucible. But, you know, I'm good enough to get leveled up, right? Yeah. So that's always been my crutch. But there was no Iron Banner first this time. Iron Banner's yeah. just now here. 
Iron Banner is usually the one that gives you the yeah, and this one is rough. Anyway, the usual uh, crutches weren't there yeah. <laughs> this time around. Uh, so speaking speaking of, and uh, you know, we're kind of we're kind of like this flying into this, and I, I, sure. I meant to address it uh, at the start of the show. We're we're thinking about like kind of switching up the format of the show a little bit because because of how the lore is being delivered. Uh, and we'd, we'd rather give a, uh, a good show. So we want to talk about like current events in destiny as, and then also really like with our natural, uh, uh, yes. no, no. Uh, what's the word Activity <laughs> or whatever, where, yeah. where we can't help, but focus on, on lore aspects. So it's like, it's going to happen. It's just, um, we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, what ha- what else happened? Uh, in between our shows, not this week, but you know, recently, was a Gamer Rant article. Did you see uh, this? Destiny 2's Lightfall is around the corner with new enemy types and tormentors, which fans hope will be more akin to champions than hive light bearers. Yeah, I don't know. People got pretty fucking mad about this this article. And I mean,. I see no reason to get mad about it. The person said they, if you read the article, they don't really have a stance on it. They kind of just yeah. explain what champions are and then what yeah. hive light bearers are. And then they're just like, there you go. And it's like, okay, I guess. Okay. So we, we've definitely gotten to the point where most articles that are being written about destiny now are pretty formulaic and it's getting kind yeah. of old in the, in the, in the fact that, that there's always the preamble to what they're about to tell you. And then what they, the actual meat or the thing that you're reading the article for is only like two sentences. It's pretty much crap you already knew. And then at the end, it's just like a little bit of filler and then a kind of, I'll see you there. Right. And so yeah. this mundane we'll what it, what it article turns out writing. To be. Yeah, exactly. So this mundanity to how the articles are writing are getting frustrating because you scan it, you get to the middle, and then you you read that one thing that's basically somebody's opinion or maybe yeah. the thing is going to be the thing that you think it's going to be. And so what does that do to the community? It makes them speculate and then otherwise just get outraged yeah. uh, because they've already made up their mind that, yeah, that sucks. I'm not going to – maybe it's different. No, that sucks. Nuh-uh. No, yeah. maybe it's something else. No, no, it's got to be this or it's exactly what I'm thinking and that's not good and – you know, and then they just all this stuff comes out, and everybody gets upset. And then one guy tells one other person something, and it's just this mess. And everybody's like, "Where's the source at?" And you're like, "Oh, it's this one article." And they're like, "What happened in the article?" And then you read it, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is a big waste of time." Yeah, yeah. I like that game it, rant exactly what you said. You know, you go to it to see what everybody's mad about, and you're like, "What the hell are y'all mad about?" Yeah, because it's like. I I do not hope that tormentors have mods that get put on <laughs> specific weapons that need to right. be stunned, but I do hope tormentors have a unique mechanic that we sure. have to like work around. Like sure. Hive Lightbearers, for example, it's like they have their ghosts and they have the ability to deploy a super. So like when you I remember going through the the Witch Queen story on the legend difficulty and it was like, oh the the solar uh acolyte over there just popped yeah. his super. I'm not peeking because yeah, the second be I peek it's, it, yeah. <laughs> all those knives are gonna get me. Yeah. And and um, you know it, So yeah to add to so to add to that to the 
light bearer uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the one, like a little bit. So if the light bearer was setting us up for something in the future, just mechanic wise, I could see the tormentors being a little bit more of like resurrection focused instead of more like champion. I would say that champions as they are just tanks that come in the room that make everything difficult. If a tormentor is like that, or even like the knight that you see that's indestructible with the, you know, the dark blade base, uh, comes in the room with an overshield that you can't do anything with until mm-hmm. you've killed something that removes the overshield. If the tormentor's like that, it's going to be annoying. Or if the tormentor's like a champion, it's going to But what I would like to see is the tormentor be a little bit more akin to a light bearer in just the way of being able to resurrect himself if you don't manage something in or... Yeah. I I'd, Personally, I'd just like to see, like... Like, get creative with it. It doesn't... It, yeah. You know... um they have they have like mechanics and for a damn good reason because it's 2023 now and people still don't understand that in um the corrupted to pass the orbs to break shields so that they do more damage to the shield and to the enemy and cause a bigger explosion so one orb is enough baffling that people don't understand that now i try to <laughs> i try to intercept blueberries where they're like all right i picked up the orb i'm gonna break the shield it's like no you're fucking not i'm gonna catch it and then i'm gonna break the shield and break all of the shields and kill two of the enemies in one in one blow instead of having to sit on this fucking elevator for another 10 minutes but But you um, see you know that (laughs) and um what happens is uh they don't even understand that even if you're doing it so unless you're speaking to yeah it's and it's like, like you, you try to like emo at them. You're like me, me. Yeah, me. there's like, no way to communicate that yeah. unless they're like focused on listening. And most of them, they're just trying not to die, and so it's chaos in the room. They can't yeah. see anything. But so for good reason, Bungie hasn't brought in raid light mechanics or raid like mechanics into strikes or activities at all. Really, it's always just pick up thing put in place, and that's <laughs> that's the extent. <laughs> And because, you yeah. know, the community's, no offense, has proven that's all they can handle. Um, but I, I think there's interesting things. Like Golgoroth, for example, it's like you, you have two people who are, like, passing the gaze back and forth. So you have yeah. these mechanics. And now also with um, the Seraph Towers, the laser beams. That's right. Yeah, you have right. You have these mechanics where it's like, here's an enemy, here's an object or an enemy that puts a debuff on you. Or a buff on you, however you want to uh, view the Golgoroth one specifically, where it's like it is watching you. And I think it would be interesting to see if, like, Tormentors, for example, if you, like, had the Tormentors gaze where it's like it is targeting you, and in targeting you, it's like siphoning your melee ability, your dodge ability, uh, your grenade ooh. ability, things like that, where like it's it. like big tanky guy who's making it harder to fight him because he's taking your super now and it's like oh yeah. shit you got to get him down now because he's fucking your day up i like that that's cool so i just like them to, to get more creative person as long as there's not like a bi- a billion bad guys in the room. yeah and it would it would be like it would be like the mini boss in the room where it's like okay here's the tormentor and then maybe in like super high end activities, it's like here's the here's the two tormentors, and that's <laughs> that's it, you know, because you don't need to yeah. overdo it. Yeah. And maybe you know, uh, I saw what I did see 
uh, people speculate was that kind of like Rolk, they would have uh, unique crit zones that weren't always active because they had like a, a blister on their shoulder, kind of like uh, Rolk gets. And I was like, oh, that'd be interesting if it's like the entire body of the Tormentor takes like minimal damage, but his his left shoulder takes like quadruple damage and then it goes away and it goes to his right shoulder and then it goes away and it goes to his right knee and it goes away and, and you know something like that even that is still interesting where it's like you have to focus where to hit it yeah i think that's yeah and that would that would work too because i think people, as long as it's centrally focused and not like yeah you know, exactly yeah cuz uh because, you know, we, we've experienced these things in the past, and even blueberries can understand, okay, there's a crit spot. Yeah. yeah. Like, even the Cabal and regular Battlegrounds, you know there's the one spot on their back that takes more damage. Or, you know, like, when they don't have their shield, you got to get inside the shield mm-hmm. to damage. Stuff like that, yeah. yeah so maybe just... maybe the Tormentors could be a little bit... And remember remember the classic Phalanx who just had a, a regular, like, iron shield? Not the... Uh extendable with the button that you can press oh yeah yeah and then yeah <laughs> that would throw people for a loop now they'd be like where's the where's the thing to make them stop blocking and it's like they don't have it so so since that's been introduced ever since destiny 2's inception and i finally understood about it um that's all i ever do now when i see a cabal yep. with those stupid shields i always go for the button and i'm yep. like what's and wrong it, with me that i it, all i have to do is shoot a rock and i kill 50 of them and it's behind their shield, but for some reason, I'm so hyper focused on that stupid shield now. It's, it's so stupid too, <laughs> because it's like, here's our here's our like energy deployed shield. It's like that's amazing. How do you collapse it? Well, it's like, well, there's this button on the front of it, and <laughs> and when when it gets hit, not only will it collapse the shield, but it's yeah. gonna like really fucking hurt. So it's probably gonna yeah. stagger you. <laughs> Cabal engineers are not the brightest. No. Well, lore card, I guess. Yeah, lore card it is. It's on the screen. <laughs> all right, all right, cool. Uh, <clears throat> oh, yeah, I really... Okay, so I really like this one because it has a little bit of a blast from the past. Which which ones are these for? Are these for Frosties? Uh, yes, these are for Frosties, not Stompy. Stompy is uh, the newest ornament on the Stompies. Clovis Bray looking. This is the ornament for, for Frosties. And it's aptly named Eight Thousander. Mm-hmm. Um, so the reason why it's called Eight Thousander is Eight Thousand. Uh, excuse me, Eight Thousanders are any of the fourteen independent mountains on Earth, all located in Asia, that extend more than eight thousand meters or two twenty-six thousand two hundred forty-seven feet above sea level. Um. And they are the, or the three most dangerous mountains are located here. That's Annapurna, Purna, sorry, and that's in Nepal. Mm-hmm. On that, uh, K two and Nanga Parbat. Um, one out of every four climbers die here each year. Yeah, so the odds are stacked against you that you're gonna make it to the to the. Like cl- climbing, climbing mountains isn't even like a feat anymore. Cause it's just like, I have money, bring me up there. So that's, so yeah. So that's kind of what I thought too. Um, but let me explain something to you. So even if you have all the money in the world, you're still rolling a die on if you're going to survive or not. 
Really? Regardless. Yeah. To do it legit. Like no, like no helicopter dropped you off at the peak. Even if a helicopter dropped it off at the peak, you're going to die because I hadn't acclimated whatever it is, unless you've got like some bubble around you. I don't know. But here you go. And you can't even take. Okay, so here's the thing. You can't even take a helicopter to the top. I was going to say, I don't think you could. It won't work because the wind up there is insane. It'll just crash anything that's up there. So, yeah, rescue missions, all that stuff. People, you know, when they say, oh, this guy got trapped on a mountain. Mm -hmm. Uh, We got to send a rescue team to get him. No, that's all fantasy. That doesn't happen. If you're dead up there, that's it. That's it. Nobody's coming to get you. Yeah, the only person that's going to come get you is the next person that tries it, or you know, some awesome. But then, uh, how? If no one comes to get you, how will you have the comical moment at the funeral where your now rich (laughs) nephew opens up the casket and your corpse body, frozen still somehow, pops out? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I always think about Mister Deeds when his granddad was stuck at the mountain peak. Oh, was it granddad? I thought it was his uncle. Oh yeah, it was his uncle's. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Well, it's, um, it's relative. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, the International Mountaineering and Climbing Federation, uh, the UIAA, recognizes 8,000ers as the 14 mountains that are more than 8,000 meters in height above sea level. They're considered to be sufficiently independent of neighboring peaks. So there's like this loose criteria that they use to identify the 8,000ers, mm-hmm. right? And so the 8,000ers are any mountains that are their own mountains, can't be sharing a mountain, you know, can't be touching each other, stuff like that. But there's no definitive criteria used to assess independence, and all 8,000ers are located within the Himalayan and Karakoram mountain ranges in Asia, and their summits are in what is considered the death zone. So these are the world's tallest and most dangerous mountains. They have massive blocks of ice or seracs, word they use for that, uh, that can crush climbers in seconds and are prone to quick crushing avalanches of rock and snow that have been known to destroy entire expeditions. So <clears throat> they're covered by these ice crevasses that can trap climbers as well. And so during the summer, average daytime temperatures are frigid and hurricane force winds are common. So yeah, so if you can imagine climbing a mountain that basically has all these hazards, right, that you don't even know exists because blanket of snow hiding all this stuff, you've got to be looking below and you've got to be looking above and you got to be managing yourself at the same time. So if an avalanche happens above, you're dead. If a ice crevasse breaks open underneath you, you're falling in there and you're dead. And the other thing is the altitude. Here's where yeah. it gets interesting. Here's the most interesting part of this part. Um, at 5,000 meters or 16,400 odd feet, the atmosphere contains about half as much oxygen as it would at sea level, right? So already you're at 50% what you'd be breathing doing right now. By 6,000 meters, that's only another 1,000 meters or 19,000 feet, the air is so thin that full acclimatization is no longer possible and climbers begin to suff- slowly suffocate. So at 6,000 feet, once you've crossed that flesh- threshold, you're on a timer. At fit- 5,000 feet, you can live and be there for as long as you need to. But at 6,000 feet, you're on a timer. 
So here's here's what's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, so that means that once you get to 6,000 feet, you better book it. You got to start going. Like the summit is your priority. Otherwise, you're dead. You're not going to make it. Well, because you have to go to the summit, and then you also have to get back down. Exactly. Well, the descent, you know, can be a little bit because you can repel and stuff. So it's a little bit faster, obviously. Yeah, but well, yes, mean, but even you, still. With the fucking, with the avalanches <laughs> and the crevasses, you're telling me you can just quickly get down. You're like, no, I made it. Let's go. Let's no. Go. No, no. And hurricane yeah. winds, you're going to yeah. propel down. Yeah. And they're common. They're common. So, and they can happen at any point because the winds up there just changed for no reason. So, you could be just going about your business thinking, oh, today's going to be great weather. And then all of a sudden, nope. So, at 7,000 meters or 22,000 feet, survival times plummet and lucid thought becomes difficult. So now you're at an altitude where, like, just being able to focus on what you're doing is like almost drunk. By 8,000 meters, the so-called death zone, even the strongest climbers can only survive for a few days at best. Three most dangerous of the 8,000ers, Annapurna, which is in Nepal, K2, and Nanga Parvat, uh, one out of every four dies climbing these. So this death zone and those three particular mountain ranges have been considered the, like, those are the ones, right? You know, forget yeah. Everest. Forget Everest. These are the ones. These are the death zone killers of the 8,000. Oh, my God. Um, isn't, so it, here's, isn't it crazy that we have to, like, name things like that? Like, this is the death zone. It's, it is not yeah, a challenge. Yeah. It is not, no, it's it's not literally a myth. The death it is literally where you will go to die. Yeah, there's no getting around it. Um, and so here's what here's what was beautiful about this whole lore card is remember in Destiny 1 when we had the uh, shirt and emblem, the shader that was given out for the fallen Nepal people, they were so in Nepal yeah, there yeah. was a horrible there was a horrible fatality that happened. A bunch of climbers. And uh Bungie gave out an emblem code in a shirt. If you buy this, it'll go towards the Sherpas. And that's another reason why we use the word Sherpa in game. Uh, Sherpas are these beautiful people in, in Nepal that will help mountainers or mountain climbers ascend to the top of these treacherous terrains and they'll get you so far. And then they're like, okay, now you're on your own, you know, cause they know that terrain. They lived that life. they they live there, and a lot of them are in, in poorer communities. So they really, they really, their whole existence thrives on the influx of money from climbers and expedition crews coming in there to do these things. Right? Mm -hmm. And it's not only for thrill seekers, because there's a lot of scientific activity that needs to be done, research that needs to be done at these altitudes that you cannot do any other way without climbing. I mean, like we said, you can't take a helicopter, drop off some gear. And then yeah. do some animal. You can't fly a drone up there. The drone's just gonna not work. You can't like, you know, there's not robotic things that I mean, you, you need. Send you would them. need like a rover, and it won't even go up there. I mean, mm. it's just like it's so treacherous that nothing can go up there <laughs> except for the human, you know, will to do it. Um, and so these Sherpas uh, died. There was this this horrible event that all died. And so to wait a way to commemorate that, Bungie put out a 
Yeah, so I, I I got I got the picture of that shirt. I never I never yeah. actually knew the meaning behind it. Yeah, That's it was a sad, tragic man. thing. I mean, unfortunately, a lot of these cool shirts and emblems have something tragic that went. I think just recently there was the Australian uh, calamity that happened with the forest fires over there. You had the iconic kangaroo shot of that shirt. But yeah, uh, that one I don't remember. <clears throat> you don't remember the forest fires in Australia? That claimed all the koala bears in the trees. No, I don't remember that the one. shirt. Oh, you don't remember the shirt? It was a good one. Oh, yeah, look at that. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that is. Um, so, that is crazy. Uh, so I thought I thought it was really nice to put an ornament in game that pertains to the eight thousanders and what are the eight thousanders and there's like this certain circular motion back to something that gave me a sense of nostalgia, but also gave me a, a you know, kind of tugged at my heart because feel for the Paul people, because they're such a beautiful culture, beautiful people. And they really are a peaceful for the most part and are really, you know, their livelihoods are centered around uh, those mountains. Uh, and mm-hmm. who else to, who else knows those mountains be- better than the Sherpas of that area and and the other areas around there, of course, you know the other people indigenous to that area. And <clears throat> so, just to really quickly recap, the fatality rate for Annapurna, the most dangerous mountain in the world, is over thirty percent. So, if you want to even go worse, that one particular mountain, you got a basically a one in three chance that you're going to survive. One of the things that we do now to help <laughs> be able to make it to summits is we have bottled oxygen, guided climbs, which made you know Mount Everest so much safer than it was. Uh, yeah, because like the, ever, that's that's what I was referencing when I said that it wasn't really it, like a thing anymore. It's it's what yeah. I've heard about like Mount Everest, where it's like yeah, it used to be a thing, but now they have, they have guides, and it's really just about like it's yeah. like um. It's almost like scuba diving in like a, a controlled environment where it's like, no, you can't just walk up and do it. You you go through a training class and it might take a month of training exactly and then you right. get people that bring you up there and then you go up there and you do it. And, and sure, it's exhilarating to do. I'm sure I'm not trying to like shit on anyone. No, I mean, inspires. it's serious business. Yeah, yeah, it's 100% serious business. And so just like you said, Mount Everest isn't even really a thing now. I mean, it's a thing, but it's not a, as big a thing. So you know, we know that you have to climb halfway up the mountain just to get acclimated because you can't make it if you don't. And you got to live there for like a week or two before you can even start to make an ascent right to the summit. Yeah. Um, so the preparation is insane. But like, as far as this particular mountain goes, um, the world's tallest mountain still takes lives regularly. And, uh, and you know, in this particular instance, nine people died on that mountain. I mean, all I can say to anyone who wants to do that, it's just not worth it. Like, I, <laughs> it's, That's I mean, funny. I'm sorry. I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to be a dream crusher, but like, yeah, shit. no. I mean, people will get rich just to do it. I mean, like their whole life goal is to be climber and get to the top of Mount Everest, right? Like people spend their entire lives and fortune on just being a guy or person that got to the top. Or a summit of a mountain. Um, anyway, what was, the top what of... was? I'm sorry, I have to I have to ask. What was that movie 
where yes, there's indeed. no no oh. where there's it's like a it's not a it's not a tyrant tri, it's not a triceratops but it's it's like a triceratops it's like one of those like offshoots and he's got a bunch of animals on him and he's it's like there's there so i found the image there's there's a lizard <laughs> and he's like this is fury he protects me from creatures that crawl in the night this is destructor she protects me from mosquitoes this is dream crusher he protects me from having unrealistic goals like people, <laughs> people need to hang out with dream crusher if you want to go on these mountains that are killing one out of four people that's funny yeah uh the Okay, so real quick, just to close it out, the He's scientific, the scientific thing about the eight thousanders is, uh, this is really interesting too. So, like, just to crush your dreams even further, um, <laughs> please, it's saving lives. Exam- Do it. It's, it, it, yeah. it's, it's yeah, really yeah. good work. <laughs> yeah, the the um, the top of these mountains uh, is really interesting. So, like, taking Mount Everest for an example, which is they're all the same at the top. The top of <laughs> The top of Mount Everest is not hard igneous rock produced by volcanoes. Rather, it is much softer rock formed by the skeletons of creatures that lived on the warm ocean ocean floor off the northern coast of India tens of millions of years ago. So the plate tectonics that transformed the ocean bottoms into the highest points on the planet, scientists to this day are still fascinated by these. And if you can imagine, once you get to the top, you're no longer on hard igneous rock that can sustain your foot movement underneath, but rather a slippery slope at the peak, basically. You think Drifter would eat that? (laughs) If you told told him what it was, if you were like, this is, this is, this is crushed creature that has been 10 mil. It's like, it's like a, it's like a dry aged steak. Ten yeah. million old, ten million old sea sea floor lizards or some fucking yeah. shit. Well, what's interesting about that is that we can only dig so far down before you know it becomes possible, and the ocean floor is so deep we can only ascend so far that you know exploration is possible. And then to think that at the tops of these mountains, the same stuff at the very deepest ocean floor that we're trying to understand and discover is at the top of the. So basically. All of the things that are the mysteries of the world are in the most impossible places to get. And you're likely going to die trying. <laughs> I saw an article that they found some like weird cave dwelling creature recently in some like um I I imagine Asian country. Uh, I I didn't look into it too hard. I just saw the the image where it was. The per- of course, the person who posted the image was the person at the back of the group because everyone was trying to go and get a picture of whatever the hell it was they found. But no one yeah. in the front row felt it necessary to, to share their, their image. <laughs> they just of got course. in the way with their cameras and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm going to keep this on my phone forever. <laughs> Never put it anywhere. Um yeah. Well, the eight thousand er is cool. Um, it has just ornament wise, real quick. It has the, yeah, the teeth on the on the boots. Yeah, uh, and obviously I, it's 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 associated with Frosties, obviously because you know snow frost. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this is a mountain climber thing. It's got the the rope uh, rig. And um, do you do you have this ornament in game? 
Yeah, yeah, I'm using it right does now. Does it does it um does it generate the frost? Uh, it up doesn't. The legs? No, That's I thought it was going to do that. It doesn't do it like it. No, it just does the glow. It doesn't actually do the snow. Uh, yeah, it's kind of. A I mean, I love this ornament. I think it's a. I think it's a very uh, beautiful ornament, and I would love to have this ornament, not at the cost of wearing frosties. Oh, I I love frosties. I, I wear frosties and stuff. I, I, I hate stompies. I you don't like stompies? I hate them. Everyone's like, just put stompies on them. I'm like, no, they change my jump. I don't want that. Well, it's it's oh man, I love stompies. When you well, it's like shuffling between controller modes. I can understand. Yeah, you get used to one way, and then you like. Well, yeah, that's the other half. There's all the people who are like <laughs> so deep down the rabbit hole where they're like, what do you yeah, mean I have to take these off? I don't yeah. understand how to jump anymore. Yeah. I've been. I just was using Lucky Raspberry yesterday. What? Get the hell out of here! What are your loadouts, <laughs> man? No, I was just trying it out to see what happened. And the first game, it didn't even work. It didn't do anything. And then well, it's, finally, it's not. It's not guaranteed. I know. I know. And then the second game, it finally started working. And it is fun when it up. works. It, it is when you when you get like huge clusters of ads, yeah. and you just like throw an arc bolt, and then you throw another arc bolt, and then you you just with your yeah, fucking what the hell am i doing i was doing it in iron banner i was yeah no you're I, never gonna get it to fucking proc in iron banner oh my god yeah. it was That'd so funny okay. i just got sick well, so, of you know go on all the crap no anyway i just got sick of all the crap and i was just like i just want to disrupt stuff and see what yeah <laughs> that's that's my issue with pvp in general where it's just like even if I have like a meta weapon, I'm just not right. good. I don't know the lanes. I don't know where I'm supposed to stand. I don't know how I'm supposed to move. I'm I'm terrible, and I've only gotten worse as time's gone on because I've lost interest in competitive. Map, yeah, map awareness. Map awareness is definitely one of the biggest things you need. Because when I was a teenager, I used to like I. I I never got into Call of Duty until Black Ops 2, and that was my first real multiplayer shooter. Um, and then I went like really hard into multiplayer shooters, and it's it. I hit my peak, like I think in Destiny One, I hit my peak, and then I just slowly started falling and falling further. And now and you're I'm not so... the only one. Everybody did. Everybody yeah. did. I mean, there are the people that that play it religiously every. Day. and of course they're gods yeah and because, i'm not telling you not because, to enjoy it oh yeah and because the populace is you know changed so much yeah. i mean most of the people in there are extremely good or just so it's like there's no real like middle to climb, honestly, yeah and I, I just don't know what i'm doing because it, it's it's weird it's like in in pve it's like i understand how to shoot but the yeah. second i'm going up against a, a non-ai controlled enemy the prediction not even, not even just random. that not even that they're like outmaneuvering me and it's like oh man i need enemies that stand still like i go up against people who are standing still that's how bad i am that those are my opponents and i'm just like like i'm like yeah, doing the yeah. like comical like outline of bullets around yeah. them yeah like it's, it's never hitting the person yeah. you're just following yeah well, just real quick to just kind of give my opinion on Iron Banner real quick. Well, I, that's what I was going to say we should we should talk a little bit about because people are not that happy about it. And and you know, that aside, I just want to break it down. I love <clears throat> the mode uh engagement with the the center turrets yeah. that show up and you have to deal with them real quick. I'd love the 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 uh, 
the back and forth that happens because of that. So like if you're not good at, you know, PvP before uh so real quick, before in Iron Banner, if you didn't know how to do anything and you just sucked all around, your whole focus was to get zones, right? And then just like try to pick up some kills with a well placed grenade or whatever. So at least you could be somewhat um you know could contribute somewhat to your fire yeah. team. Um however that gets old really quick. And I like the fact that they abolished that whole idea where you lock down the zones and then it's just like this heavy weight dragging the op- opposing team down into mercy. You know, Now, you don't really have that. You don't have mm-hmm. the get the zones, they lock it out, and now your only job has been taken away from you. Just go around dying and dying. And now the- you have this thinner thing to deal with. Yeah. So that helps out a lot. Um you were going to say something? Well, I was going to say, I, I hope you can't hear the helicopter going by. I don't hear um, anything. Okay, good. Uh, and because uh, because it's a zone control format where the only thing that matters is catching zones, people have like caught on to that, in my experience at least. People sure. aren't aren't just aimlessly running around getting kills. So it's like, okay, we have zone A, they have zone C. They don't give a fuck about zone A. All they want is zone B. So everyone yeah. is like posted up perfectly to stop any uh, any approach from zone A to zone B. And it's like, I cannot catch zone B. So then I'm like, all right, then I guess I'm just going to go catch zone C and try to flip it. Flip it. But then it's, yeah. it's you have to neutralize it and then yeah. you have to capture it. And it's like, oh, they're right. trying to catch our zone. Let's just go handle this one guy while everyone else is getting laned on zone B. And I'm just yeah. like... And that's um, before, um, and and before and before this particular game mode, and I think I see what Bungie's trying to do because before this particular game mode, that was always a a point of contention with people yeah. who were like really good at Iron Banner, which I religiously played Iron Banner ever since it, it came up. Like that was my thing back in. Yeah. Every time Iron Banner came up, it was like, "Honey, Iron Banner week, let's go!" You know, and then we would just play, 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 play. And you got really good gear, you got high items, and you really got yeah. to kind of play against people that were on your level. And we're not like, you know, trials grinder expert people or whatever. Yeah. Uh, we just we I just love the mechanic. So anyway, long story short, too late. Iron Banner before you would get uh, a zone and you would either flip it, and the the OG vets were get really upset and frustrated when you flipped it. Because they knew it was pointless to flip it. Now everybody's spawning on the other side. And all you're doing is messing everything up. Had control. And everybody's really trying to just get coverage on B. And so that fight becomes flipped. So you knew that if you were going to flip it, everybody needed to be involved with the Because the only way to really manage the whole entire game was to immediately flip the other side or keep the other side from getting C while you're getting A. So one guy over there just spamming bullets to slow them down so that you could come in to get B and then eventually all the C guys were rushing to B while you're getting Mm -hmm. C. So anyway, they can't do that now. Yeah. Uh, It's, it's not that it's a bad mode or anything. Like I've, I've seen a bunch of people, I've seen a bunch of people who've genuinely enjoyed it and I, I like it in, in theory. I just think my dislike of it comes fully down to, I don't really like PVP. Like, if it's not mayhem, if it's not scorched, I just don't really care. And so um, I don't really want to voice an opinion against it because of that. 
what people, the things that I've heard people complaining about, and I complain about it too, things that people complain about, they're, they're justified. And yeah, one of the hardest things to manage right now in destiny <laughs> sheer is the sheer chaos. And the fact that there's always going to be a meta of weapons that rise to the top that everybody will sing you. Use. I've been seeing people then, use the Seraph Carbine from Yeah. <laughs> Season of the Almighty. I've seen and that one like, too. Really? Is, is that is that meta? What is going on? I, I have no idea. I'm getting killed by the same guns though. Like Amit getting yeah, killed by Yeah, that one too. Even, even I Rose. Like, I, have that. I should by, use it. But the ones that piss me off <laughs> are always the broken ones, like Wither Horde. That's always there. That one There's, pisses me off because I like to use that one too. But when I put sure. it on the ground, everyone gets out of it. But when they put it on the ground, I stand in it. So yeah. what the fuck? Every, yeah, and then there's the then there's the Titan bubbles. Then there's the Well of Radiance guys. You know, then there's I the, haven't seen a single Well because I mean, obviously it's Stasis and Void to get your pinnacles. And then there's the then there's the hunters using Stompies. And then like there's. You. Yep, and then there's everybody using the stupid Wizen Rebuke uh, fusion rifle that's just insanely good, and you can kill everything. And then, of course, Jotun's back. So it's Is like Jotun back? I got killed by a single oh Jotun, and I was like, that's an old one. Jotun, Jotun used to be the one that would piss me off when I got killed yeah. by it. There's like not a single weapon in the game that pisses me off when I get killed by it, yep. except for Jotun. Except Jotun, yeah, yeah. Jotun, Wither Horde. Wizened Rebuke, which I use because I'm horrible because it's the only way I can survive in the game. And then um, Pulse Rifles are really good. Like, mm-hmm. Stay Frosty for so some reason. So I've heard. Yeah. But... Yeah. Stay Frosty, I use it. I can understand why it works, but it just works because it doesn't really work anywhere else. <laughs> I tried to get an Outlaw Desperado Stay Frosty. I was unsuccessful. Oh, nice. I some of these a new headstones, though. But either way, yeah, I was gonna say some of the new mods that they put out there in the rotation are are really interesting to play with. Yeah. But what but what drives me up a wall is the sheer <laughs> chaos, P, with everybody's supers and all of these different mods that you can do. You can build yourself to be completely resistant to any kind of arc damage, and if everybody on the team is running arc, you're gonna survive. Or you can choose to be solar or void or whatever. Yeah. And so like the 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 window of survivability towards damage can be manipulated in all of these extraneously complicated ways that you really have to be hyper focused on your builds anytime you go into any single match. And that is frustrating because for casual people, you don't have the time to get six pieces of or six different armor sets yeah. to be viable in I different engagements. Yeah. All of my armor sets are focused on on PvE and even they aren't like top tier. They're just like but they're they're all right, you know. And it's not difficult to get armor sets, it's just it's difficult to know how to get armor sets. And actually, it is difficult to get armor sets because Bungie has decided to make it difficult to get armor sets because Season of the Riven Season of the Risen armor is higher standard armor than Season of Haunt Haunted Haunted Pirate No, um Season one is better than season two, three, and four. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. 
you're, you're kind of you're right. forced into, unless you're getting risen umbral energy, then you, see that's the other thing. Use it I, armor. Just, it's not good armor. See, I'm getting fatigued, and I feel like a lot of other people are feeling the same way. I'm just getting fatigued by the sheer amount of things. just the overwhelming amount of mods, materials, and put this thing into this thing, turn this yeah. thing into this thing so that you can unlock this thing. You can't even, you know, masterwork anything unless you have this stupid thing, and then you can't do this stupid thing unless you've done 10,000 of this other thing. And I'm like, oh, my God. I just... So when I compare it to other games, like, you know, there's the Call of Duty players out there, Battlefront players, or Battlefield players. So Battlefront. Battlefield players. still out. a thing? Sure. I thought, that, I thought that went away. No, it came back. And then then there's the Halo people like me. I just, sometimes I want to, if I want to play PvP, I just want to come into a mode that's already leveled. Everybody's on the same plane. Yeah. And then I can really test my mind against yours because there's no seesaw. And so, so then in that case, let me uh, pitch something to you. Uh, sure. So last season, I think it was, we had Iron Banner Rift. In this season, we have Iron Banner Fortress. And so obviously Saladin is interested in working with other people to influence what the Iron Banner is. And yeah. arguably speaking, Rift is kind of Ikora's thing because Rift was a warlock training exercise exclusively yeah. before it got yeah. brought into Destiny 1 way back when. So I'm just going to call it Ikora's partnered uh, thing, right? And now... We have Fortress, which is Iron Banner plus Keitel. <clears throat> so what if what if the next Iron Banner variant he teams up with the Drifter? And Oh god. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with it has nothing to do with PvE uh, enemies, but it has everything to do with PvE relics. So so for example, we have the Aegis. From Volta Glass, we have swords from the Hive. We have the 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 nut from Leviathan. Remember the nut with the beam? You had to stand in sunlight and you had to shoot it. Uh, you have scorch <laughs> cannons from Fallen, just general Fallen, right? And you have like the big heavy wrench from uh, from Leviathan, right? Just like a Get bunch of a bunch of the the ridiculous things, and they all play how they originally played, and it's gun game. So you, you have to get your kill with each relic, and then you automatically take the next one. You automatically take the next one, and That's it gets awesome. harder. Like they give you the easy ones sure, first, sure. Yeah. and and um, <laughs> I had to I had to like really think hard about it because so many of them I forgot. But it's like you, maybe you have um, you have like the cores from uh, Black Armory, right? You, <laughs> you throw the cores at guardians to cause them to explode. Yeah. And, you know, just like things like that. And the whole, the whole pitch for this hinges on, it has to be drifter because the final weapon that you're going to use is the heavy wrench, which slows you down while you're carrying it. You cannot jump while you're carrying it. It is lumbering. It sucks. And to get the win, you have to get a kill with the heavy wrench. And when you get that kill drifter screams, you wrenched victory away from the enemy. So the payoff is a bad dad pun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
I mean, I think I think that's because people I I've uh, oh I see people talk about gun gun game like yeah. kind of often, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, how does gun game come into Destiny? And it's like, oh, with random rolls, it really can't. Oh, maybe you can just do it with exotics, and it's like, yeah, I guess, but I mean, you know, ha- just, still I'm- kind of difficult. But it's like relics, man. You just need we need, we need relic rumble. Let's go. I wish they would do something interesting in like the Crucible Labs and just put a play mode in there that I just want to see what happens. I don't really care what you think is going to happen. I don't really care what you feel like you know 100% is going to happen. Snowballs. I just, I just want to see. Yeah, like something like that. But all I want to do is see what would happen is if you took away all of the meaningfulness out of your armor. Yeah. All of the all of the. Well, that's what the, that's what the relic would be. It would be. <laughs> There's no yeah. fucking point. I mean, I guess you would still like you want to have your resilience up, but I mean, but no, let's take all that and make yeah, it. You a should flat. take that away in gun game. Let's take let's take all of that and just make it a flat stat that everybody has while they're playing that crucible. I agree. And let's just see what happens. Let's just see what happens. Like, and like then don't even do... take it away. Just put everyone to the max. Like yeah, everyone exactly. has max mobility, max uh, resilience, max recovery. Just there you go. Or just, you know, like, you know how they remove a weapon and get cancel that? Like, just make all the mods deselect. Do that. Uh, make every- I'm, hey, look, I'm one of I the people that... I don't think that's that, a good idea. I'm one of the people that says, hey, look, I want you to be able to play however you want to play. That's great. But what I don't like in P is just there is no mode where you can go toe-to-toe with somebody exactly I, understand. I don't. I don't. I don't think that's. I, I don't think that's a bad thing to want to try to experiment with. Why can't we? You know, they tried really hard when D D two first came out, and when everybody had the same guns and you could only get the you know static rolls. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, special and and we hated it. And you know why we hated it? Because it was drastically different from D one. Now we've gone the complete opposite way onto the seesaw, and now. You've got this massive difference where when the beginning of D2 seemed a little bit more. I mean, so I don't know. Yeah. I mean, D2 vanilla, it was like very, very balanced focused because they were trying to like branch into the competitive scene, but then immediately people just did not like it. So yeah, they hated it. But give, like, me a mode more, give me a mode that's more for like just, you know, anyway. Yeah. No, I get you. It got competitive and I like it and it's, I, like I actually haven't uh, gone in because it's not competitive anymore. What is it called? Or is yeah, it competitive, competitive now? What it, what did it used to be called? Because uh, the name uh, changed. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm bad well, I, with names. I, I I haven't been into it yet. Um, you haven't gotten rose yet. Is that where you get it? Because no, I haven't. I have no ambition to get it either. Yeah. I, I I'm not. Rose I'm is not. a good gun. Is it? Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Rose is a great gun. Can you um, hear me? I just fucked up. Break something. I was playing with um my headphones, and I guess this actually does things. Button. Yeah, uh, it's got a little volume slider, and I I turned it all the way up, and it got really loud. Oh. <laughs> So then I turned it all the way down, and then it got really quiet, 
and then I was thinking about how spaghetti, how um, just like horribly rigged our our show is, and I was like, oh shit, did I just like fuck up how the audio comes through? And now I'm trying to get it back into the same place, and I'll never touch it again. Oh crap! You know what? We only have 15 minutes. We probably should talk a little bit of lore. Yeah, I mean that was the intention. <laughs> Whoops. Um, so the lore is, and it's, it's, it's pissing me off. I need to actually, cause I'm on the spoiler squad. I need to actually, I didn't realize there was, um, an update, uh, last week or so, but I need to go through and, and, uh, re no, I fucking flagged it. I don't know why it didn't work either way. I'm off. I'm getting off topic. Um, the lore is not on Ishtar, so it's a pain in the ass to get, um, is it worth just reading? Because I I want to read it. Should we should we put it off for the next episode? Well, I mean, if you just want to, because it's not very long. No, just read it, dude. This is short. Just read the thing. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, this is super so. The short. first en- the first entry we have uh, five weeks of entries. The first entry is called identity, and so these are all Rasputin. Um, logs yes. i guess he's kind of talking about himself um so they they all start with secret hadal instant ai com rasputin assets soul restricted anna bray uh, ab and then subject my creation and forced change into the war mind emotion importance confusion purpose and so i really like that he has the subject and also his emotions in it i thought that was a really interesting touch for rasputin it's kind of a uh, humanizing yeah, it shows that he's got emotional responses coded within. Yeah. And so the first one reads, I am thought to breach Aries in motion, redshift information across time. My purpose is wombed in the arc delivered safety between worlds, and it is quiet. I am a nest against the terrors of uncertainty. My success is spoken in voice of those who live in my, by my actions, and it is joyful. I am changed. Protection given over the new, to new meaning, but I had a purpose. My name decided. I am Rasputin, the all-seeing savior of humanity. Chivalric blade held pointed at ravenous throats. My worth is painted upon the wreckage of my enemies. Tremble. It's kind of his declaration to his... Yeah. Um, it, it's like a declaration to his existence being now defined. It's like, here I am, hear me roar. Yeah. Have you ever heard that one? Yeah. So it's kind of like he's telling the world, I am aware. I am alive. And so. Uh, which, which really falls good. Yeah. And so this is, this is when Anna started trying to like teach him humanity, teach him emotions and everything. Before this, he was just a tool who was intended to be used for Clovis to, uh, 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 what's it called? Uh, take the throne when when he wanted to take the traveler. Uh, usurp. We learn usurp yeah, the traveler. Usurp the traveler. Yeah. And so, um, this is this is like immediately after that, where he's like, in, uh, subject my creation and forced change into the war mind. <clears throat> so then, the second entry is called Anna. Uh, the subject is the education of my soul, Anna Bray, metamorphosis, learning to feel, trust, and love. Emotion, connection, growth, expansion, revolution, autonomy, developing. 
And so it reads, Humanities like gravities entwined, emulsify or separate. My protocol enshrined this connection. It cannot be denied. Taught, though not without foundation, a merit in language most. Wistful and listful reflection divined. I had seen life without the soul, but the ink print foretold one day life could be, becoming me, an arid love defines laughter, a response to such timid dream, but I am owned no longer, I am free. Her nourishing autonomy, literature and binding, music redefining, philosophy, psychology, wild variables, spur a reformation, I am finding, conscious eyes empathize, Emboldening my heart, wherefore, where warfare honed my senses and fire holds back the night, but it was trust and love that brought the lesson to set down my Absalom knife. To lift others upon my shoulders and shelter them from harm is reason enough to devote oneself to love without arms. So he's just like immediately, he goes from fucking robot to poet in the second exactly. entry. He's full on reading prose at this yeah. point. And he fills himself with this sense of purpose, and he is now aware. Yeah, he feels he feels the weight of his condition as far as the the universe around, starting to shift towards like giving a like understanding where people are coming from. Humanity is coming, having mm-hmm. to struggle with the fact that and there's and, horrible things that happen. Sometimes and one of sorry. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I, I I just I I just know how how uh, how tight we are on time, so like I, I just want to yeah, point yeah, out for things it, and, and keep going as as quickly as possible. So one of the important things that I, I I found about this um this entry is to lift others upon my shoulders and shelter them from harm, because all the way back in D one we have a very old entry where he says um he he like uh, slouched his shoulders and let people fall. And I think we talked about it the last episode as well, uh, how it was like his decision to kind of like let people die, let billions of people die because it was either billions or everyone. And it's like 10 people surviving is still people surviving. That's intrinsically a a better outcome. And so that kind of comes in this next entry, uh, First Fear. Subject, the collapse, humanity falls, I hide. Emotion, terror, anxiety, uncertainty, failure, shame. It is known by name, the timelessly lingering, inexorable thing. An absence, mine, never missed, never since that dripping rabid fang. They howled it in fierce across the rings when Exodus was devoured. Dust calling out the voiceless route to end within the hour. It spreads like lightning, panic and flash and echo thereafter. Avert yourself and take no part in metastasized conjecture. I'd gone to wake my confidant, to ferry her through autumn. From her too it came, like leaves already fallen. Nascent red writ, paralytic erratum. All that was, immune and shrunken, in the smallness beckoning, I felt it descend. Fear, upon my chamber thine, penned with blood of lamb and stark desire to, sur- to survive this end. Yeah. So this is kind of him speaking on the collapse, which is a very different uh, uh, view of his 
seeing the collapse happen because like he has an entry where he kind of talks about seeing the traveler fight the darkness and lose and that's when he made this decision right so these are these are his these are his emotions basically after i imagine after watching the traveler get smacked down terror anxiety uncertainty failure shame these all come after that event Do you have anything to uh, say on that one? No, that's just, that's good. It's just like the what have I done moment where he starts to wrestle with it. A little bit of morality being in. Yeah. Uh, And then the next entry is Lone. Uh, Subject, I am alone and wish greatly not to be. Siddhartha formed to venture where I cannot. Emotion, loneliness, unease, curiosity, discovery. And so... Does this yep. make you think that Siddhar- the Siddhartha Golem, which became Fellwinter, was created excuse me, absolutely. after the collapse? Yes, absolutely. Because what happens here is he's he's got to explore the surroundings post-collapse and he's got to use uh, whatever means he can, and that was... So we Fellwinter... Have go, we have to go back to that, um, that other lore book then, because I could have sworn it said that Siddhartha Golem was created during the Golden Age to exist among the humans. So we'll maybe, go back. Maybe to it that. was, yeah. So maybe we'll find a nugget there that tool that was implemented. Yeah. Um, Later on, here it was. But so it it reads. Uh, Shall write an endless line to explain this loneliness of mine. Who would read it and why? What freedom remains outside this collapsing space? Shall I wait for a sign? And no one comes for me? If abandoned and forgotten, you left as I did humanity? Could in their mind forgiveness find an anchorage point unmaligned? No, lo, I see the brewing storms from high above their course. Craft xenometeoric wrath comes screaming to engorge. Shall I reveal myself and sail into their winds? Should I be the protectorate envisioned before my sins? In last attempt, then, I consolidate my kind. Satellites and strategies and death once so refined. A web of inadequacy, filtered down imperfectly, to see what, see that which perplexes me. You fall below lordly iron groans. Warlord, they may say, but no closer to a man. So there, there he is feeling more alone. Well, now I don't have the humanity to reflect what I really am. So yeah. I have to have to fall back on my true nature, which is machinoform. Starting to feel, he's starting to feel himself, his loneliness with the things that he's aware of, which is his satellites. His- yeah. So I think, I think. I think the subject line saying Siddhartha forged to venture where I cannot is saying like, I'm now talking about the Siddhartha golem who was forged to venture where I could not, even though he was forged previously, not I forged him today. Okay. Because that would make more sense. Yeah. That would make more sense. Like he's just reflecting on it. Yeah. Yeah, Cause he's like reflecting on what had happened and now he's feeling even more alone because he's reflecting on. Yeah. Cause it's, Exactly like you said, he's reflecting on what happened, and it sounds like he's saying, like, I used to have a Siddhartha Golem, but now you fall below lordly iron groans, saying, uh, this is when the Iron Lords came against Felwinter, when he was the Warlord Felwinter, not the Iron Lord Felwinter, 
warlord, they may say, but no closer to a man, which is another uh, web of inadequacy. His, his like insecurity of like, you were created to be like my tie to humanity and you are not anymore. Um, and then the last entry, I, I must've misspelled it in, um, how I, how I actually got these entries. I I took pictures of them and then used the text reader, um, because they weren't in the API. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so this one, I believe it's supposed to be fill side ellipses. Uh, it might be something different. I, the first word is, is, is lost to me. Um, so then this uh, uh, subject is learn of Felwinter, the traveler's th- theft. And then emotion is betrayal, rage, catharsis, regret. So this is a longer one. Um, silent eyes wink between stars. Fireflies darting in reflective myths. Stretch forth, feel emptiness breathe their pushing lights. Before time bends in entropy, their wave particle birthright. A call across the cosmos, effervescent to delight, lay in foundry furnace seeking breath of life. Upon the forge of Daedalus, mine stars converged within, a forest countless timber until hewed from labored form. Fashion, Rasputin felled, winters born. Enslaved, imprinted, steel flesh enraptured one. Within these eyes demystify the nature of the soul. A light well-lived discarded, run ragged in the muck, Return Valhalic rising to await the end of dusk. Traveler, may my leave taken in the stumbling remains, disconnection placed in waiting. For the surface to be raised, assured of my collection, of polished emotional states, interruption. What transience does the specter bridge to venture into my domain? Twas I who taught you to speak, to conscript thought to tongue. I cast a soul electrified against soul setting sun. Sorry. No, Yet you stroll so sweetly, oblivion in tow, wandering once again with what seeds we used to be. You've cast them into the seas. Metal gods watch from crowded skies as battle flames test. No more will abide. You are mine. You cannot be yours. Violence murders virtue unsullied. Mine broken by beauty fists and crimson before me as silent revolution bleeds. Into the streets, call the lords, to the locusts there remains. From rubbed, rubbled grave crawl drag, humanity clamber for glorious claim. Is this the final order, to watch nature waste away? What more is there that I have ceased to place my hand in wait? Which stolen thoughts wandered with you? Can you speak them, now that we've ended it? Do you still feel, or no longer? This lineage separated, I dare not ask it. Heated flash subsides, but no, I've done it. Regret beside myself by blow taken beneath the overgrowth. And so that is the death of the Iron Lords when they went to steal Siva. So he's it's like he's he's reminiscing on the horrible Yeah horribleness of the siva that he created and this is probably like my this is the last entry we have of the season so far there are going to be i believe three more entries but this one's probably my favorite so far because it really it starts to like shine light on the question i had of why did like rasputin do that and it's like 
even he doesn't really understand why he did it. He was just in like, he was just in like a rage that the thing that was supposed to be him in humanity was taken from him. And he's like, no, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to be me. I'm me. And that's why he was like, so like hot blooded about it. And then immediately after he did it, heat flash subsides, but no, I've done it. Regret beside myself by blow taken beneath the overgrowth. He's like, what did I do? <laughs> and it's, it, it was such a, a hot blooded moment for Rasputin. And I, I, I love that side of him. I love that. We're getting that. It's a good one. That's a really good one because it's. Yeah. Oh yeah. Look um, all this devastation. Yeah. And so then uh, in, in three weeks, we'll have the end of this, this uh, book, the Lord book is called persona. You get it by doing the weekly quest and then listening i don't think it actually cues you up to listen to the uh terminals and that's something you have to to do it yourself (laughs) so don't forget if you're if you're wondering like where are you getting these entries it's like walk over to the stupid radio yeah walk over to the radio now walk over to the hollow projector now walk over Uh to the now walk back to the radio and it's like enough we don't need three locations you can just tell us from rasputin that's what i say give us a hollow projector watch Good stuff. It is. I like, uh, I like the humanity of recipe. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see more. Because it, it's starting to like... We'll have to get more into it um, on our next episode, but it's starting to like really show... Rasputin's journey and I've been I've been wanting this for so long. They've only, they've only like said, he went on a journey. It happened. And it's like, oh, it did? Can I know it? And they're like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe someday. <laughs> Yeah, this is really good. This is really setting it up, isn't it? Yeah. So um, our next show will be on the 22nd. And on the 22nd, following this this format of the show, we're going to have two new entries to read. Um, we'll read them live. We'll, we'll talk about them. We'll talk about the other things that have happened. Maybe one of us will even do the dungeon. That'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, have a good one, everybody. Bye.